Before today's topic, a quick disclaimer. The stories and data we share come from the states that we practice in and the experiences we personally had, which can differ greatly across our country and certainly the globe. This is not a professional advice show. So get comfy and let's discuss death. Welcome to Mort Mike, a down-to-earth discussion on death and dying. I'm Jem. And I am Red, and this week we are your curious corpse custodians. Throughout the ages, humans have held some form of fascination with death. We have personified death time and time again as gods, like Osiris and Thanatos. We concern our entire human existence as we know it with reaching the afterlife, Valhalla, heaven. Various cultures have holidays and celebrations centered around the dead. The news is plastered with images of tragedy and death in exchange for higher ratings. Whether consciously or not, you, our listeners, have probably slowed down passing a wreck on the side of the highway road and not just for safety reasons. Yeah, that's really funny that you say that, Red, because actually that is like picture perfect, like unfortunately accurately describes like what I'm thinking whenever I'm passing like a car wreck on the side of the road as like a a death investigator as a death professional whenever I like pass a car wreck I'm always like on the lookout to make sure everyone's okay are there any like signs of dead bodies because you know they try to cover it up but like I know the tips and oh, the right, tricks of course so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like always looking for that and it's it's morbid because like obviously I don't want anyone to be hurt I don't want anyone to be you know, and like that, you know, dead. I don't want anyone to be dead after having a car accident. But like, it's just something that I always look out for, for whatever reason. Like, I don't, I, and I know um, that like regular people kind of do that too. That's why rubbernecking happens. You know, that's why, you know, traffic slows down whenever there's an accident. It doesn't have to be blocking the road, but people are always trying to look. Oh, definitely. I, it's, it's pretty funny. I actually, I actually still get excited to see dead bodies in like media. And honestly, like, even in real life, like say like you're, there's a crossfade, you're, you're watching CSI and there's a crossfade from the crime scene into the morgue. And like my inside voice, my little, little person inside of the little red inside of my head goes, Oh yeah, let's see some lacerations or something like equally disturbing. <laughs> I know it's like all right let's see how they did this autopsy makeup yeah, like, let's go yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though and I actually was like kind of wondering to myself once like has anyone ever seen like a dead body like at a car scene like has has that been someone's first dead body because I never I've never seen just as a drive-by passenger I've never seen a dead body in a car accident neither have I and I've like I've hoped and prayed for that sounds awful but like <laughs> I've really wanted to see it ever since I was a kid I'm like oh man there's got to be some messed up stuff over there and I gotta get my eyes on it but yeah like mm-hmm. I wh- whatever accidents I've ever passed they've done a 10 out of 10 job of keeping it out of the public eye which is really surprising considering I'm actually behind the scenes and I, I know what goes on back there with the police and everything. But um, probably feels sloppy from your end, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, at least it's not, you know, common to see a dead body on the side of the road. Right, exactly. I'll even find myself like running, like say we get a new call and it's like, oh, yeah, this person died in like they they jumped or, you know, some other super tragic thing. Like I honestly find myself running back to the care center as soon as the transfer texts are back and I'm just like, ooh. 
when we when we get in there and we see what's going on. Like I just I don't know. I can't get enough of gore. I can't get enough of like seeing messed up stuff. And I don't know why. It's just ingrained in my brain and honestly the brains of a lot of people, it seems. It is really strange, you know, again, as like someone who does autopsies on these people and any pathologist will tell you this, but if you get a case where, yeah, say the person has jumped and their spine is like shooting through the top of their head and like their brain is gone and their skull is all exploded, obviously really traumatic to look at, period, really traumatic for like anyone involved. But as soon as you see it on the autopsy table, everyone's always like, wow, that's so cool. Like, you have to come look at this. Like, oh, my God, his eyeball is hanging right. out of his socket. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, you know, it's saying this, I uh, just want to, like, reiterate that it's not any disrespect to the scene at all. But these these things that happen and, like, these weird you know, either gory or like traumatic or like accidental kind of anomalies are just really fascinating. And I think that is true for most people. Yeah, definitely. Like, even in my personal life, like I find myself thinking and and doing a lot of things that pertain to death. Like I I collect bones uh, and I make art with them. And more than half of the books in my library pertain to death. Um, I, I took my senior photos in a graveyard and like, I mean, Christ, we're, we're both in the death care industry and we're speaking to our listeners right now through our podcast on death. Like we do so much death in our lives and it's, I don't think you and me would be here if we weren't absolutely enamored with it. I know. And it's interesting because there are people in the industry who just don't care for it. Like they're not as like enamored with death as we are like i have a coworker who just is like a mom and she comes to work and she does her job and she goes it's just a job for her that's crazy yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know i think uh obviously all of our listeners all of you guys listening and us personally like death is something that is on our minds and that we think about from time to time whether it's often or not um and it's really interesting to wonder like why death is supposed to be scary death is supposed to be something that we don't want to think about but why why do we think about it so much and why why do we you know enjoy thinking about it enjoy talking about it I mean honestly I'm surprised that no one's ever like confronted me about my fascination with death and that like it basically borders (laughs) on an obsession but yeah like I often find often find myself wondering that too like okay I'm super into death um but why and I mean can anybody really answer this question like i mean for you gem why do you think you like death so much (laughs) right and i i really don't have an answer like i've talked about so many times before when ever since i was young i just knew that this was something that a i was interested in and b i could handle um and that just kind of is where that came from i think about death like all the time and it's not it's not in a bad way you know sometimes it's like hmm Maybe I should like not go 80 miles an hour on this highway because I don't want to die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do like, yeah, I have all the books in my bookshelf are about death. Uh, I think about my own death. I think about my partner's death. I think about um, just like death culture in general all the time. And it just makes me happy. I think the thing that I really like about it is how comfortable it's made me with death. Um, I am not afraid to die. Obviously, I don't want to die. I'm not trying to die. Um, but it's something that is a part of my life and it's going to happen to everyone. It's going to happen to me. And it's not something that I'm like worried about or that I think I'll ever be stressed about. 
Um, and I think I really like that about my relationship with death. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is like I I also have no reason like I I just think it's cool like yeah. there's, there's not really good like I, I I keep being like oh maybe maybe it's because you grew up watching all those episodes of CSI and like all those horror movies maybe it's because like I look at a lot of romanticized death in artistic mediums uh, maybe it's because I'm secretly a serial killer and I have a collection of big toes in my closet like I don't know I don't know what makes me like death so much but like <laughs> you you don't know if you have a, a collection of big clothes not, big toes in your closet podcast, Jim, not on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll save it for later <laughs> um no but really i agree i agree it's just something that is a topic i mean you could ask someone like why are you so into airplanes or why are you so into cars like it's kind of the same thing like i don't know <laughs> makes brain go burr, 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 burr. Yeah. <laughs> like i i was Those... i was really thinking i'm like you know what like and I was trying to think back to college, like, oh, maybe, maybe we talked about something. Maybe the DSM five's got some some news on this. Why people get obsessed with death? Why people find it so interesting? And I remember there being like one lesson, and we kind of touched on it uh, from the aspect of just like, okay, there's like a super rare and specialized mental illness that causes people to be extremely preoccupied with death. But like, honestly, I can't remember anything more than that. I don't remember a lot of things from Mortuary Science College. Apologies to all of my professors. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I think that's more of like someone who is like, uh, who thinks they're going to die like all the time, kind of like a hypochondriac. Mm -hmm, okay. I think that's what it's more... Or someone who's like unhealthily like you read about like the old grandma that goes to like all the funerals and right. Like... You know, I actually even tried looking up some scientific studies today, uh, just to see maybe maybe there's been some studies online about this, and it was pretty fruitless. I got a lot of like blog posts and clickbait articles, and I got I got nothing. So, like pretty much everything that I have to talk about today is going to be uh, speculative and opinion heavy <laughs> because I couldn't find anything online. <laughs> There actually is one book that comes to mind, and I feel so bad because it's in my my to-be-read pile. I haven't read this book yet, but I bought it because it looks so interesting, and it's called Everyone Loves a Good Trainwreck, um, colon, Why We Can't Look Away, by Eric G. Wilson. And uh, basically, it's a book about just exactly this like why does everyone rubberneck why does everyone like gory horror movies not everyone but why do people like gory horror movies uh police procedurals uh serial killer podcast uh missing persons uh stories whatever like this why do people like this this stuff is traumatic it's sad and it's scary but we still love to consume this type of media um and i like i said i haven't read this book i really have been meaning to apparently the author you know confronts death and kind of goes over a lot of crazy things it looks like from uh elephant graveyards whatever that is to uh, tiger woods sex scandal why that was such a big deal um so this sounds like a really interesting book um he writes to repress death is to lose the feeling of life a closeness to death discloses our most fertile energies i dig that though because i mean Death and life, it's a, it's a cyclical thing. Like, you can't have one without the other. So I like mm -hmm. I like that as a take. That's a hot take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's prevalent in a lot of cultures, you know. I think 
you know, we talked about this before. American culture is very like hide the death away. Like we don't want to see this. It's scary, blah, blah, blah. But in a lot of different cultures, death is kind of, you know, hand in hand, like a celebration of life. It's really just something that everyone acknowledges and everyone is aware of. We imbibe incredible amounts of media involving death between like gore and gruesome topics. But as soon as we want to talk about our own funerals, it's like creepy. It's inappropriate. It, it, it all links back to what, yet again, we've said a thousand times before. Our death denying society just keeps us from like seeing death, being around death, being around sick and ill people. So it's odd that, you know, oh, yeah, it's totally fine to go, you know, let little Jimmy, you know, watch an R-rated slasher flick. Uh, that's normal. And everybody, you know, enjoys one of those. But as soon as it comes time to be like, oh, hey, uh, what do you want to be cremated or buried? It's like, hey, that's not dinner table talk. You know, like, I, I don't I don't really <laughs> get that. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, the amount of times that you try to, like, sit down and talk to, like, your parents or, like, your friends or, like, what, you know, their plans for death are. Like, have they, like, you know, made their will or blah, blah, blah. People, like, don't want to talk about it. My my own mother didn't want to talk about my profession for years. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, just stuff like that. And I think it's it's specifically that that taboo around death that turns us around and actually draws us closer to things that are macabre because... Like I f- in in classic times, you know, when a taboo comes around, it's meant to be something that protects us. It's, you know, this is a dangerous thing. This is a dangerous situation. Keep away from it. So, like, say, you know, when there was the plague, the Black Plague, like, yeah, no, don't touch dead bodies because you can get sick yourself. And, like, that maybe caused a shift over the millennia to be like, bodies are bad. Stay away from bodies. You'll get sick from them. But as we know with most things that are taboo, it actually creates a uh, larger interest in that topic because, you know, time wears on and we forget why something became taboo in the first place. And we have this this deep fascination of like, well, you what's really going on behind those doors at the morgue, you know? There's mm-hmm. there's this big mystery and intrigue about it. Yeah, what's actually really cool to think about is the pandemic that's happening right now. Um, obviously, coronavirus, COVID bodies, people that have died from COVID-19 virus, um, there's like no interaction with these bodies. Like we talked about this before in our COVID episodes, but you're, you know, it's very low risk situation to be near a body that died of COVID. However, um, there's no funerals going on. You know, people are afraid to touch these bodies. They don't want to have an open casket funeral, whatever kind of news the media puts out there at the same time. The media is obsessed with talking about like refrigerated trucks, all of these bodies, um, where are they going, what's happening to them. It's like a weird dichotomy, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it creates this like bigger line that's drawn between people and like in your little subconscious caveman brain really wants you to be like, Oh, I, I want I want to do the thing now because I'm not allowed to do the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it to be <laughs> So, of course, if only, you know, certain subsects of the population, certain careers are allowed to handle the dead and the dying, this forbidden task is going to pique the interest of a lot of people. And we know with humans, uh, abstinence and prohibitions on things only cause them to go underground and not be stopped. 
And I don't know anyone else took a psych 101 class, but humans do not like to be told what they can and cannot do or that they can have something. And our mind immediately challenges that challenge of our free will. We're just like, no, 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 no. But that's why that's why clickbait stuff works so well, because it's like you won't believe that what these 10 doctors are saying about body blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I bet I could believe. Let me follow this. I will believe. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so true. Right. (laughs) So because of this, sometimes a life event, death of a loved one, illness, or moving on to the next stage in one's life, um, your kids leaving your home, etc., has us looking at death more and more than before, Um, especially now during the pandemic. This is fine and normal, though. If this is the reason that you've all of a sudden decided to start reading about ted bundy's every waking breath like that's <laughs> that's fine there's a, there's gonna be things in our, your life that are going to just make you introspect more on death which can sometimes get us into the mindset of thinking like hmm i have a lot more questions about this than i had previously i have now personally been involved with death so it does start to raise some questions and piques your interest and i feel like that's kind of like a normal thing for people to mm. kind of get into you know, things surrounding death because they've gone through a life event like this. Yeah. And I would say consuming media like this is pretty, pretty like a healthy coping mechanism as healthy as death, being obsessed with death. Can be. <laughs> right. Another aspect that could potentially have somebody being a little more, um, a little more into death than they should be would be mental illness, of course, because it can get you hyper-focused, hyper-fixated on things like depression, obviously, uh, you can be thinking about death a lot more and like OCD, especially, um, would make you like hyper-focused on, I mean, anything, it could be anything, but with some people it actually mm-hmm. ends up being death, theirs and others. And in this way, focusing on death, um, if you have depression, if you have mental illness, this could be a bad thing. Death is not something that you're supposed to be extremely hyper-focused on. Um, We don't want like a hypochondriac situation going on. And also, it's just not healthy to be thinking about specifically your own death in a very fixated and fascinated way. It's okay to um, think about it in like a like a kind of a preparation sort of way, I want to say, um, you know, in the future, because everyone does die in the future. Um, but, you know, if you are depressed, thinking about death, suicidal, please, please seek help. Um, there's a lot of resources out there. And I know you probably hear this a million times over, but I'm just going to say it again, um, because it's really, it really does make a difference. For the overwhelming majority, being interested in death and things surrounding isn't harmful, weird, or wrong. Um, I would actually recommend thinking about death every once in a while. But I would venture to say there is a fine line that exists, but it's not super easily defined. It's it's like one of those, I, I, I can't describe it to you, but I'll know it's off when I see it kind of thing. <laughs> like like a man has a collection of human skulls on display in his living room in a fine chai cabinet. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. A man on the first date refuses to stop talking about his collection of human skulls, where they came from, and their backstories. You might want to go to the bathroom and call an Uber. (laughs) That's so true. It is like, it is such a gray area, but there's like, you, you know it when you see it kind of thing. So when I used to do body removals, I was a trainer for my company. And obviously, the first time someone's, you know, dealing with death, I have a new employee with me, they're going to be asking a lot of questions, you know, maybe some like, quote, unquote, stupid questions, (laughs) or like weird questions. No question is stupid to me, I'll answer it. Um, But then every once in a while, you get one trainee 
who's just like a, a little bit too far into it and you're just like are you here because you've watched too much CSI mm. or do you really want to help the deceased family member um i remember i had a trainee and you know when we're going on these death scenes the the person has been long dead like we're not there to check and make sure they're dead like we're there to go get them um but he insisted on like checking for a pulse oh, no like checking for their breath <laughs> he was like he was obsessed and i was like bro i don't think it's going to work out like i it's it's just it's just he just didn't understand the 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 purpose of our job and he was there for like the excitement of it all and that's not that's not how we do our job and that's not what we're supposed to do but people like that it's like are you are you okay dude like right yeah those people clearly have no idea what we do on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis because like yeah there can be exciting things but like if you're getting into funeral directing death care industry medical exam or whatever because you think it's exciting boy do i have news for you and that news is paperwork <laughs> <laughs> lots of paperwork i had a trainee come to my work uh as well uh through school like a school program and she and me kind of like headed off talking about serial killers and then it got a little too real too fast when she's like yeah no i feel like you know i try i can empathize with them and i'm just like uh <laughs> i gotta go and... Girl, turn off those podcasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hurry before it's too right. late. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh it's it, it really it's like I said, it's one of those things like you you get that gut feeling when you're talking to somebody that's like they are just a wee bit too interested in the wrong part of what they just said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this also applies to just like normal people that don't listen to serial killer podcasts. Like we get some strange questions and it's like, why are you people thinking about right. this? Uh, just one uh, reference uh, that I've heard from Red before is uh, we get some extremely inappropriate questions. And, you know, it's just that I don't think about this as a death professional. I don't understand why you were thinking about this. Yeah, it. I, I also wondered the same thing that like I'm around dead people all the time and I never ever think about the the things that people ask me sometimes which like I was at a thrift store of all places you know checking out minding my business it, you know when you're with a cashier it is a very quick paced interaction and in that moment she was able to ask me what I do for work which I have never been asked anywhere at a checkout line before and I of course tell her funeral director and her first question without missing a beat without batting an eyelash was so you ever sleep with the dead bodies and when I say sleep you can infer the little deeper than that and I just uh. I was just like <laughs> girl what no dude are you seriously asking that and she didn't even like crack a smile like she was joking like she legitimately legitimately was like hmm this is my chance to shine and ask this question (laughs) so that's not that's on you guys like we are not thinking about that at all and it's very inappropriate and very disgusting uh please never ever ask anyone that question ever do not unless you want to get punched in the right face, do not but... wake up and choose stupidity <laughs> for that day <laughs> but people say those kind of things and you're just like huh yeah like what why dude <laughs> 
it's just it's just insane and these are like yeah these are the kind of people where you're like okay uh you're not allowed to come to funerals ever right <laughs> yeah i mean you had mentioned it before like the old ladies going to all of the funerals like i've definitely heard of people that like want to go to funerals of people they don't know before yeah i um yeah i definitely wanted to talk about that too because like if you okay so say you are healthily obsessed with death and you want to like you've never been to a funeral before you want to see if the funeral life is for you if you want to be a death professional don't go to a stranger's funeral yeah that's please don't like that's very inappropriate um the you know the family doesn't know you the funeral director doesn't expect you to show up and like you know maybe they might have to kick you out or like ask like what are you doing here on behalf of the family and it's just like bad for everyone it's just not appropriate yeah it's it's really stepping on the toes of people that are trying to grieve because like i've definitely had that before where families come out and be like this lady in here nobody knows her uh, actually let me that's a that is a story worth going into i had forgotten oh, about this completely oh my god how did this escape me so when i was working Back at my first funeral home, and I was just a fledgling funeral director. I was working a lot of visitations, and I worked in a an interesting neighborhood in an interesting city. And so this family member comes out. Uh, it was a big funeral. Like a younger person had died. And this this family member comes out and is like, hey, um, there's somebody up at the casket, and we don't we don't know who they are. We didn't invite them. And then all of a sudden I hear, like, shouting from the other room. <laughs> Oh, no. So this is the great start to this visitation. <laughs> and so, like, we go to investigate, and this lady, dressed, you know, fairly normally, you know, for a f not not funeral attire, starts to bolt for the front door. It's like, slams her hand in the door jam, and is like, where is the bathroom? And I'm like, uh, pointing down the hall. And then she runs back into the funeral home, locks herself in the bathroom, and like the family keeps, I keep hearing mumblings like, did you invite her? No, 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 I, I didn't invite her. Did you, do you know who that is? No one knows who this lady is. We call the cops. She's not mm. getting out of the bathroom. And as soon as she, she, she sees cop car, cars roll up, she's like, she's out of there. She's in her car. She's like gone. And the cops come in and debrief with us. So they're like, yeah, she just kind of does this like at funerals. She'll like oh my see large gathering of people like outside of any building, it, it, not even just funerals, just any large gathering and be like, OK, I'm just walking right on in there. Like oh, she was wow. also incredibly high. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, unfortunately, that might have to do with like mental illness or like, uh, you know, drug problems, stuff like this. But um, that's, you know, if you are a functioning person, do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Please. You will be noticed and you will be asked to leave. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. I've never had to deal with something like that. Of course, there's people that are always walking up to uh, scenes of death, especially if it's like a car accident in the middle of the road. Sometimes people walk up and they're like, hey, like, like, can I help? And it's like, dude, <laughs> no. Can I help? <laughs> Well, you know, like people walk up and they're either like, what's going on? Or they're like, I I saw the accident from my bathroom window while I was taking a poop. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, no, we don't we don't need you. Like, it's OK. You can go back home. Yeah. But, you know, they just like to hang out and look and gawkers. Just look. There's a bunch yeah, of gawkers. gawkers. Yeah. But, you know, if like like I said, if you are interested in what a funeral is, you've never been to one before. There are other ways that you can do this. Do not show up to a random funeral. Uh, do not show up to a cemetery when you see a bunch of people standing around. 
first things, you can contact your local funeral home and ask if they um, have any openings for visitation volunteers. This is a really great way to get into the scene and see if you like it. Basically, you hold the door open for people, you take their coats, and you listen to old people's tell you stories about like the war and stuff like this. And that's a really great way to get started. I know a lot of people get started that way. Definitely. Honestly, any shadowing experience like that's what you're going to want to ask for is like hey i'm thinking of getting into this can i shadow you for a day to see if i like it which is reasonable because then you are under the guided eye of a funeral director or some type of associate of the funeral home and it then it also puts the family at ease if you are like around them it's like oh this is just an apprentice this is a so-and-so so like it's not weird for them because this is a it's a grieving a grievous time in their life like they don't want just some gawker at their funeral and then on the medical side of things if you're interested in like forensic medicine or anything like this you can also uh contact your local medical examiner and ask if they're doing any shadowings but it really they're probably going to say no but it really really does help to have a background in science uh maybe your uh school or a university or a community program Um, has like a forensics club or something like this. Um, You could get your club in on this. Um, Something like this. It's a healthy way to be fascinated with death. And and don't lie for the sake of wanting to see gory stuff. Don't call up a funeral home and be like, oh, I'm going to school to be a funeral director and then have like no like back up to that because i mean we don't let anybody in off the street to just like come touch dead bodies (laughs) like that's not how that works (laughs) absolutely yeah more more often than not you're going to get a bunch of no's and you need the credentials to back it up unfortunately but you know just don't show up because you'll just get kicked out or the police calls (laughs) right (laughs) unfortunately for a lot of you guys there are tons of online uh, videos of recorded autopsies and recordings of funerals online from all different cultures all over the world. So there's tons of things for you to watch in the safety of your own home to to feed your morbid curiosity of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also just keep listening to us because we'll be here uh, being able to provide that to you as well. Get some vicarious experience through us. So maybe if we normalize death in our society, maybe there wouldn't be so many obsessions with it. But we're all interested in death for our own reasons, whether or not we know what they might be. And we've given you guys a lot of good options, a lot of good reading material, a lot of good content uh, to go and fulfill that, you know, mini death obsession that we all might have deep down in our hearts. Um, but just remember to be safe and practice a death obsession in a healthy way. And that's going to be it this week on Mort Mike. We would love to connect with you guys on our socials. Like, follow, and then subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Mort Mike Podcast. That's M-O-R-T-M-I-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It would mean a lot to hear your feedback, so tell us what you think in a comment or drop us a rating on whatever podcast hosting site that you use. If you have any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear or any burning questions that you might have about death, shoot us an email at mortmikepodcast at gmail.com. I also want to give a huge thank you to our friend Marson for the use of his song titled Deputies of Death, which he produced just for our show. You can check out his Bandcamp at Marson, that's M-A-R-S-O-N, music.bandcamp.com. Thanks, Marson. And be sure to tune in every other week on Thursdays for some more casual discussions on death. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been more Mike. Bye. Bye.